Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Basis Hashem, BPJ number 32. That's Bayes Panini Joint Group Share number 32 for men and women. We're talking about the eight dates by John and Julie Gottman and by Doug and Rachel Adams. And we're talking about the first concept of the date, which is lean on me, which is trust and commitment. And we mentioned that the idea of the trust and commitment is connected very much with recognizing that he, your husband, she, your wife is precious, not replaceable, and that there are that there are many things you cherish about them, and that cherishing aspects create the commitment and the deep respect to trust each other and to build that trust and commitment to one another. And they have a PDF of 99 things. You could think of things, there are millions of things that are things that are not written here that you could think of and add to, which is very, very, um, you know, encouraging, encouraged to do that, all of you. Uh, and we're going to talk, continue to talk about them and elaborate on them and explain why it's important and how to do this on these on these dates. So in 23, which is where we're going, is, is, a, is a fascinating one. I cherish you so much because you've taught me a lot. This uh, concept that you've taught me a lot is something that requires a lot of thought, and it's so, so important. A person that can be married maybe a mere two years, certainly if it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you taught me a lot doesn't mean that uh, they sat and learned and gave shiurim to each other, that he taught her, her uh, um, certain concepts uh, in, from different svarim, and she taught him what she learned in seminary and other concepts, although that could be also. But what you've taught me a lot has a lot to do with the life experience. You taught me a lot about life experience by just living with you and being with you. You taught me a tremendous amount. And by the way, this is something that is so important to know because very often in marriage we make the mistake to think that the that the fact that the, the similarities or the connectivity of how we think alike and, and, and feel alike is the beautif- beautiful connector, while the, that's the azer part of it as an example, but the connecti part of it is not good, but it's not true. You know, you think that the fact that you're so different from one another and that creates sometimes tension, but on the other hand, that's the greatest teacher. And over time, not only are those differences, we said this many times before, if you know how to learn these skills, then these differences not only doesn't cause you pain at the end, in the beginning it's irritating sometimes, but not only doesn't cause you pain at the end, it causes you the greatest joy and greatest sipik nefesh. The greatest things that you learned from your husband or from your wife or those things that were totally different from you that they taught you things that you didn't experience before or never thought that way before or never was aware of that particular area in life before. And because they were so different from you and they have a different take on it and a different view on it, they taught you tremendously valuable things. And that's something that really, you could really truly write a book about. If you really think deeply into it, you really, really could think tremendously about it. I gave you a few examples of it as an example of a a couple that seemed to be opposite of one another, that uh, in this case, the wife was a very serious, good person, Ehrlich and and straight, but very, very serious, didn't smile much, not because she was mean or anything like that, just she had a very, very serious demeanor. 
and uh, and and took life very seriously and very you know uh, whatever it is. And her husband was sort of the opposite, very 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 laughing and 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 with a sense of humor and upbeat and 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 lively and and very positive. And what happened after you? Five years of marriage, and then certainly longer, you found a tremendous, fascinating thing with both of them. She, because he, she was around him so often, she was very serious by nature, but because he had a more lighter tone and more, more upbeat and more positive and this and that, it rubbed off on her. And she became, she loosened up, and she became not, not, not serious anymore, but she smiled more laughed more, understood humor more. Her interactions with her kids as a mother developed in a much more beautiful way from the very fact that her husband's nature rubbed off on her somewhat. That he was a playful person. She was, all through her teenage years, till she became a mother, not, not a playful person at all. But her husband's playfulness and, and sort of lightheartedness uh, that she didn't have rubbed off on her that it became part of her personality, and she learned how to laugh also, to enjoy things, and to express that joy to herself, to her husband, and to her children. And on the other side of it, her husband, it wasn't that the husband was a fly-by-night type of person, he was responsible too, but he felt, you know, you have to take a lighter view on things. But sometimes her, her, his, her, her, his wife's seriousness, where in the beginning you could say, oh, you know, she's just like raining on a parade. But in reality, no. Her seriousness was based on a lot of deep thought and considerations of things. And it made the husband more, less shallow, more deep, more understanding, more realizing the importance of various things in life that he, she, he learned by osmosis, by being with his wife. So in other words, there's a lot of uh, cynicism when it comes to marriage and how they rubbed off on each other in certain ways, but there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful things where my wife taught me this and my husband taught me that. It's not just a particular piece of knowledge, but in my whole life outlook taught me a lot. You know? And another example would be is let's say the wife was always conscientious about eating habits and what good proteins and carbs and and eating healthy and she was very much into that for whatever reason and she grew up like that and and, and brought that into her marriage to, to eat healthy and explain everything and the husband was very neglectful of that stuff and was eating unhealthy and it was everything. Now again, to, to force each other, twist each other's arm, That we're not talking about that. But the simple idea of just by osmosis where she's explaining, you know, what sugar does and why and what this does and that and that, it seeps in and then the husband recognizes the value of what she's saying and what 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 he what 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 he learned from her experience and her telling him, look at the calories, it's this and that, and he got gained wealth of information. You don't even realize the wealth of information you get from each other, wealth of information that's very productive, that's healthy, that's good, that's beautiful. So this number 23, that's why I'm spending more time on it, um, you know, that, that you have taught me a lot. Those words, you have taught me a lot, is something that you really, it's important to think about very, very deeply. Because the truth is, is I sense, and I think I could bring Raya's Chazal from it, ultimately, but just the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave your husband to you to teach you these things. And your, 
And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave your wife to you to teach you these things. That's what it means also that you're half a person, meaning Hashem is saying you, you were alone or you, you had your siblings and you had your parents, but it's not the same. Here you have to live with someone 24-7 and I'm giving you someone that's going to f- fulfill you. The Kenegdai becomes a bracha. You know, you can learn Rashi's shot. You know, Yezaycha, it's an azer. If you're worthy, it's it's a help. And if you're not worthy, it'll be opposite you. But there's many other pshatim. But one pshat also is, no, eseloi azer kenegdoi. If you're zaycha, you'll have an azer kenegdoi, both. If you're not zaycha, then, then not, you won't have either. But if you're zaycha, you'll have the azer and the kenegdoi. And very often, the kenegdoi is even a bigger, bigger bracha than the azer. It's a bigger bracha than the Azer, if used the right way. She's being an Azer by being a Kenegdoi because of, of, of just putting that different perspective of it. Sometimes it's, it's, it's an unbelievable thing. A husband uh, never appreciated nature, not because he had anything against nature, but it just wasn't his thing. But his wife loves nature, loves walks, and explains things. And they go on a vacation finally, and they accommodate. He does, you know, they work it out that they both could do things that they both enjoy. They both enjoy individually, separately. But then, you know, she says, let's go on this hike or on this beautiful garden or this path. And initially, he was not that interested in nature and the beauty of nature. But he walks with her through this thing and look at this beautiful tree and that beautiful tree and look at this and this grows in, in a, only this particular season and these tulips grow then and this grows that. And she has all this wealth of information. And at first, he was not interested at all. Then he sees he gets mildly interested because he wants to connect with her. But then he starts appreciating it. He, he, she taught him the beauty of nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in nature and she's the one who taught him that and there's so many things that he taught her so that's why this one I really encourage you to emphasize a lot to realize over time and and the truth is it could all be done in a very very positive way but to, but you need to know that even the things that were initially challenging between the two of you Nevertheless, when you overcome those challenges, it's a tremendous lesson, and they're the ones who taught you this. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking at you, husband and wife. I, I'm giving you this person. It may seem initially that they may cause you some agmas nefesh, or because you're a certain personality and used to things a certain way, and, and by giving you this other person, it's making you stretch a little bit, that you sometimes need to adapt so it's not that comfortable sometimes, but you realize that once you do embrace it and adapt, you, you grow tremendously. You grow tremendously by learning from your husband, by learning from your wife. 24, you accept me in spite of my faults. Uh, again, a big asterisk, underlining, circling this, explaining it, so, so true. And again, we are not talking about pathological dysfunction of abuse or anything like that, that deserves separate shiurim. Talking about 99% of you that are inherently good people, have a good soul, but have faults, sometimes pronounced faults, sometimes serious faults, but, but, you have, but you have so many good qualities too. They accept you in spite of my faults. Again, that doesn't mean you don't communicate when things are bothering with you, but the idea is the ultimate point being is like this. I know, I know that my husband's not perfect. I know my wife's not perfect. 
I do see things that bother me about them that I would, you know, on the me, the this, that I, they, they could work on or whatever it is. But I do see and I accept, I accept them for who they are. They have, everyone will have their blind spots. This is something very, very important to know. The idea of working towards improving, of course, that every person, any, every individual needs to work on their faults. A husband separately, a wife separately. They can do things together to work together on their marriage, 100%. But ultimately, when it comes to push to shove, saying, I have my faults, she has her faults, we both have our, our faults, but we accept each other. We accept each other, we, we, we uh, um, accentuate the positive. That's not putting on wool over your eyes, but it's the idea of bringing up what really is there. Bringing up what really is there. And, and bringing that up and elevating it. I will tell you one quick thing t- t- pertaining to this because it's so, so important. There are two theories, two schools of thought about when a person's not sure why they're here in this world, what they have to fix. One school of thought, with, which is the most one that you probably hear most, is that what's the most difficult for you, what you're struggling with, that's a simon, that's a sign that you have to work on that. So if you're struggling with anger, that means you have to work on your anger. If you're struggling with uh, your desires, uh, then you have to work on that. If you're struggling with uh, whatever it is, what's harder for you, what you're struggling with, that's what you need to fight. That's what you need to combat. That's what you need to work on. So that's what most Svarim, many Svarim say, and ma- many people that speak say this. And I heard Rapam say this once. He said the exact opposite, which caught me by surprise initially. He said, Hashem doesn't place on a person a burden beyond what they could do. The reverse is true. The what, why you're, you're here in this world to fix the things that are easier for you to fix the thing fix the things that that you see clearly you have the the ability to do because you're good at it and and to use those things and 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 be strong that like that and there is a there is a source to say that too you know you say basically the idea is that the 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 mitzvahs that are easier to do you're more responsible for because they're easier to do but the truth is if once i thought about it it's really not a contradiction it seems opposites. On one hand, you're here because of what you most struggle with. Rapam said once, no, you're here basically on the things that are easier for you to do. That shows that your tchunas anefesh and you use those. The answer is both. The answer is, is that you need to find your purpose and the things you're good at. And everyone has things that they're good at. And by doing that, by actualizing that, It'll give you the inner strength to overcome those faults that are difficult for you. Meaning everyone needs, this is what healthy self-esteem is. Where the, the, there's a kayak in your neshama that you need to recognize your milus, your good points that you have in your soul. That you have the ability with that mila that you have to grow. So for example, let's say a person has trouble with their eating they, they overeat and they eat very, very unhealthy. But on the other hand, they're a very giving person. 
they're, they're a loving person and a giving person and they do a lot of chesed. So the idea being is, is if, you, if you actualize your goodness of your chesed and you grow in that to your fullest potential as you're growing with that, somehow HaKadosh Baruch will give you the kaychais because you're actualizing your beautiful potential there that you'll, Hashem will give you the strength also to overcome that fault or that, you know, and start eating a little healthier. Maybe you'll extrapolate, for example, that I do chesed for so many people and you're good at it. I need to do chesed for my body too. And you focus, okay, and how do I do that? By taking care of it. And taking care of it means you give them healthy things to eat and so on and so forth. So idea, the idea being that this, you accept me in spite of my faults, doesn't mean that you're pulling wool over your eyes. But what you're saying is, is you, husband, you, wife, you have such special qualities that you're so good at that we're going to bring out your potential and, 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 and cultivate and praise you. And then you see that once that happens and when they're shining, then they're, they're more inclined to work on their faults. You tell your wife all along, you beautiful, you're wonderful the way you are, and I appreciate you, and I love you, and you're so attractive, and, and everything. Then, and they're glowing, and they feel good, they feel, they feel emotionally safe and secure. Then they may say, if they, if, if the, so if they do have some, let's say, they're overweight by 20 pounds, They'll motive, be motivated now. I am a beautiful person, and my my husband is attracted to me, and it would be even better if I if I if I work on myself for myself, on 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 whatever losing the weight you want to lose, and so on and so forth. The idea is is that the best way to 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 overcome your faults is to feel very good about yourself, about the good things that you're doing, and build yourself up. And it'll make it much easier to overcome those faults. So you need to do that for yourself. And you certainly need to do that when you're looking towards your husband or towards your wife. And you look at them with the ayin toiva. The more with the ayin toiva you look at them, the more you build them up, the more they'll want to become greater. The more they want to become good. The more they would want to come overcome their own faults. This is the method that Aharon HaKoyin used very often, brought down in Midrashim, and many tzaddikim that brought it out. Ravalier and Levin, Zechreinu Levracha. Zechat Tzadik of Rachim, to visit the prisoners, uh, uh, and, and, and some of them were just prisoners because this was during the time of, before Israel's liberation. They were tra- ca- captured by the British, and sometimes they were just people that were fighting the British on the ground. Sometimes they were hardened, uh, you know, real difficult people. And he, his method was that he went there and treated them all with a kindness, with a warmth, looked at the positive side. He saw the faults. He wasn't, you know, he was very, very intelligent. He understood all their faults, but he looked at the positive. And when he looked at the positive, their neshama woke up. Their neshama woke up and then they themselves realized, I, you know, I'm going to become a better person as a result. And I'm going to work on my faults. So that's the idea of a husband and wife. You encourage each other about the mindless that you have. And the other things you could read, uh, you know, you have understood some of uh, my personal goals. You play music so well. Uh, respect your wisdom. That's another thing, by the way. I respect your wisdom. Similar to you have taught me a lot. You taught me a lot. I learned a lot from you. And I respect that. I respect the wisdom that you have. 
Wisdom here doesn't mean the deepest philosophical things here, but simple common sense wisdom. Wisdom in character, wisdom in dealing with things. I expect your wisdom. If you see, for example, your wife as a mother interacting with, her, with, with the children and doing something very smart with them and very, uh, the way they talk to the child and, 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 and encourage them and the husband sees this, he should tell his wife this. I respect you. I see you have such an instinct, such a natural instinct in how you interact with, the, with, with our child. I'm, I'm extremely impressed. And the husband also. He's talking to somebody by a Shabbos table a certain way, a guest, and after the meal. And you t- the wife proudly tells the husband, you should be proud of yourself. I love the way you, 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 know, you treated this guest. He was you know, uh, uncomfortable and you made him so comfortable. You build him up. And, you, and, and there was a wisdom behind it. I, I respect the wisdom behind how you're able to do that. And, and that's such an important point. And um, so we're going to, let's just stop here, but we're going to continue. But just to hazard over this, to review this a little bit, this idea, we spent some time on it on this year. And again, it's part of those eight dates. This is date number one, the commitment and trust that comes from cherishing one another. And the idea of that you taught me a lot. And I respect your wisdom on what you taught me, of like we, we explained, is something that you can have conversations with. I learned so much from you, and I appreciate it. You accept me, I, that you accept me despite my faults. I know I have to work on things, and but I appreciate that you love me despite my faults. And you see the good in me. That's what Rachel, the wife of Rakiva, saw the good in him. And that's what got him motivated. You see the good in him. And very often, in, in many many cases, when a husband accomplishes so much in life. And they're getting awarded for whatever they're getting rewarded for. Many of them say that I could only do this because my wife saw that good in me. My wife saw that I had that ability and encouraged it. And, 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 and that's the only reason why I'm here. And it's amazing. It's amazing what husbands could do for wives and wives could do for husbands. And build them up. And that's really how Kaddish Baruch was designed. We sometimes do the opposite. We tear each other down. We need to build each other up. Bracha and